Is it rolling, Bob? Got it. I just realized I um I haven't replaced the bell. I lost the dinger fell off the one on the uh, walker here, and I don't know how to put it back on. It's uh, it's kind of weird. So. I know um, Shane sent me two. They come like that sometimes. And uh, so I'm going to have to uh, find the other one and put it on or see how the dinger goes. Anyway, that's why you got my own version of ding, ding, ding. Marking the start of the Dixon Jane's podcast, this would be number 970. It is, uh, I think this is Guy Fox Day, November 5th. I think so. Um, the man who tried to blow up Parliament. Anyway, uh, I'm sitting in Cedarbrook Park, and this is directly <clears throat> behind our house. In fact, if I look through those beautiful tall willow trees in the distance, uh, they sort of block the view. There's a lot of growth, a lot of trees. But I'm <laughs> the direction I'm looking in, if those trees were suddenly disappear, I'd be looking right on our deck. So it's kind of a nice park. And this is the end of a walk. I've walked for 45 minutes nonstop around the neighborhood, across Bellamy Road, and then uh, along streets I don't even remember the name, name, name of, and then back eventually onto Bellamy. Did a big loop of some very expensive house. Quiet streets on the other side, on the uh, that would be on the west side of Bellamy, it's a little enclave, and there was a lot of bungalows of very big yards, and now some of those have been bought up, and monster homes have been put in their place. I guess they must be homes for, like, uh, extended families or a whole clan. I don't know. You could fit an awful lot of people in there if you had the money to uh, build a house that big. Anyway, a, a good walk on a day that's not too cold. I'm just uh, deliberately doing this. I saw a little reading about diabetes and how, boy, the one thing you really do need, lose some weight, and I'm not overweight. Um, watch your diet. I don't pay any attention to my diet at all. I, but I, Although I, I do when alcohol serves up wonderful food. Oh, my goodness. She's just been on a roll recently of uh, just delicious, delicious meals coming out of the kitchen. Wow. Anyway, um, the other thing is just just get exercise, and uh, that's what I'm trying to do with these weekly walks, and also to keep my uh, keep my legs working. I was talking to a friend about his father who has uh, something similar to what I have, and he has braces on both legs. And this is my worry that uh, wearing a brace on my left leg is okay. But if I, if my right when rather than if I think where my right leg goes, um, that's going to present problems for driving and a lot of other things. So uh, doing a little bit of exercise now may help just in the teeniest bit slow down that uh, that process. Anyway, it's a good thing to do. Anyway, and now I'm here sitting down talking to you on this Sunday afternoon. Um forgetfulness that'll be we'll open with forgetfulness everybody talks about that or losing things and men are especially good at losing things even when they're staring right at them i lost a pair of headphones for my iphone and i really knew i need these things because one of the things that gives me great pleasure is listening to my music, as I go for a walk, set for shuffle, with the earbuds in. And the Apple earbuds I have, I think they are just fabulous quality, and they fit really comfortably in the ear. They're just beautifully designed, uh, you know, and so I want a pair like that. And I guess I gave up. I tried, you know, every coat. I'm sure I checked each pocket in each coat at least three, four, five times, and they're not anywhere. So I can only assume they fell out of a pocket somewhere. I, I don't know. But uh, they're gone. So I looked online. Okay, you can get, well, cheap one. My God, you can get a pair for $10 sent to you. And if you spend 30 bucks, you'll get them free or free shipping. No, I don't want to do, go that route. 
Um, and then saw, okay, Walmart has them, 25 bucks. Okay, and these are the Apple ones. Okay, this is what I want. I want to get similar, and, you know, I'm, so I'm ready. I'm just going to have to pay the 25 bucks. I don't like spending that kind of money. Um, that's a lot of food for 25 bucks, but, uh, you know, I, I, I need these things. So I went to a local Walmart. My God, that's a disgusting experience. Um, and I felt bad for the cashiers working who looked exhausted and they're, they're doing this. And I, you could tell the woman who served me has probably carrying a whole lot of other baggage with children and family and who knows what, and, you know, an abusive husband or none at all or whatever. It, it just seemed, oh my God. And I said, wow, you really look tired. And she didn't smile. She just, yeah, I am. And you could tell she she was dead, and and just to stand there and just continually person after person, you know, just standing up and processing all the crap they buy in Walmart. I I had a ban for many years. I would never go in, and now sometimes I'm finding, gosh, it's close by, oh, and the things that they have are cheap. Mm. So I, I've given in, and there's been a few things I've needed. Not often, you know, maybe three purchases a year, maybe. But uh, my wife, of course, uses it more often. Anyway, they didn't have the ones I wanted. So that, okay, fine. Went back home, went online. Oh, well, they can be shipped out. You'll get them tomorrow. Uh, gosh. And then remembered... You know, I've got this, this, before I had the new radio put in my vehicle, I used to listen to music by plugging in the phone. I had the little adapter that goes from the the plug to whatever you call this thing that, uh, there's a word for it, the little flat piece that fits in the back of the bottom of an iPhone now. And I understand now there's another connection entirely. But anyway, I had that little adapter. It was about two inches long. I thought, wait a minute now. I've got two sets of earbuds for the um, phone I'm carrying right now, or for my Olympus. I ordered one and they sent two. Okay, that's great. So I could just take that little adapter, put it on the the spare pair, and plug it into my phone. There you go. I don't have to spend $25. How wonderful. I just have to find it. Well, after not too long of a search, I found it in the uh, road trek. And took it out and plugged it in, and sure enough, it worked. But when I did that, when I found the little container that can, contains a few electronic things that I keep in the road track, when I found that bag, I found a spare pair of Apple earbuds, the same ones I was just going to buy. No idea I had a, a second one. So all, all this is just to do with, oh my God, like I was ready to spend, had Walmart had that pair, I wouldn't have even thought about that adapter till much too late. I would have spent the $25. And then I would have hated myself if later on I found out, wait a minute, you had other solutions. And not only did you have that adapter, but you had a spare pair anyway. And it's little things like that that worry me just a little bit. Is this another sign of old age? You're just not thinking clearly. Like, I should have thought about that right off the bat before even going online looking for options. Like, hey, check around. And I didn't. I just checked the pockets repeatedly, but didn't think to go into the road trek where I keep things like that. So anyway, I averted the problem by, you know, now I'm using my iPhone with the uh, the earbuds that I want. <sighs> All right. Moving on. Oh, gosh, you know... I, we know what's still going on. Israel's still dropping the bombs, and there's a, a worldwide movement saying stop, you know, ceasefire, and so on. Um, but it's not happening, and Israel's just determined. We, we, we won't stop until we wiped out Hamas, and I can't see how that's even possible. Um, but... Uh, there are lots of there were there were just so many protests around the world, pro-Palestinian, uh, anti-Israel, and so on, and it, so it's getting harder to defend Israel. And yet, boy, if you listen to Sam Harris and his latest, 
you'll you'll be realizing no no Israel to him represents except for <laughs> the per- current leader it does represent the hope of Western civilization and uh, democracy uh, that you will not find in the Arab world and and countries that are mostly uh, run by Islamic faith. <sighs> It gets hard to do. But I found somebody today online, and I'm, I'm going to read it as a statement. Because to me, it, it's reasonable. It clearly um, well, it states, I guess, where I'm coming from. And what? Okay, here, here it is. I am worried about the future of the world. I, I don't think there's going to be peace for at least 200 years. And by then, uh, who knows what kind of peace it will be. I mean, I'm, I'm watching a film now that Doug mentioned, or a series about uh, um, time under Hitler taking over and, and you know, the, their, their view of the world. Woo! Uh, brutal. Uh, and yet, you know, being a white middle-class Canadian, we might have, you know, we, we, we wouldn't be heading for the camps unless we got too loudmouthed about what we were opposing. I mean a wasp, okay? Being a wasp, you were you, you you there's a little leeway there if you were in support of what Germany would have had had they won. Well, my worry is is the the spread of um what do you call it? Fanati- fanatical Islamists, I don't know the word of it, uh, people who live by their ideologies, by there, is, there will be no peace in the world until everybody is Muslim. And I, I think that is a vision of the future a lot of people want. I don't think China would ever put up with that, or Russia. I, I don't think it'll ever happen, but it might be quite a while before um, these hardcore fundamentalists, that's the expression we're looking for, and of course, yes, we have them on the Christian side, and yes, we have them on on, on the uh, Jewish side. Uh, the Zionists, there are fanatics out there in all religions. There are fanatics, right? But right now, the ones who seem to be causing the most trouble in the world are fanatical Islams, fanatical Muslim fundamentalists. Boy, I'm fumbling because I'm. I'm it's like you're not supposed to say these things. You're supposed to just either shut up or keep your opinions to yourself. And no, I have a podcast and I like to express my opinions, whether you like them or not. Um, what's happening in Nigeria breaks my heart. And these are hardcore, crazy people who come in to small villages where the people are helpless and either kill the men or um, force the boys into whatever, slavery, whatever, but certainly kidnap all the women and young girls. And it's happening continually. Um, and it's happening all over the world. So here's a man who's addressed a letter to the Muslims, and I'm going to read his letter. This whose name was, and you could look him up if you need it, uh, Luai Ahmed, L-U-A-I-A-H-M-E-D. And I just by chance found him, and I'm going to read the letter because it expresses things better than I could. Dear Muslims, the world is scared of us. The world is laughing at us. The world is worried about us. And there are legitimate reasons for their worry that we cannot keep denying. It's time for us to flush the world Islamophobia down the toilet and start looking in the mirror and ask ourselves, how did we get here? How come the largest and most thriving terrorist organizations in the world are Muslim? How come terrorists successfully use Islam to mobilize thousands of Muslims? What is the problem with our leaders, our imams, and our religion? Why do we keep repeating these Stone Age traditions that have failed us and continue to fail us? The world has left us behind. The kufar that imams tell us to hate, has traveled to the future while we are still stuck in the Middle Ages reading stories about Muhammad and his flying horse. You are reading this with your phone, tablet, or computer, which was created by the Kufar. I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing that correctly. The same Kufar that we hate so much have created medicine that cures diseases, 
medicine that our religion's crystal balls have failed to bring about. The Kufar have moved forward and traveled the space. Meanwhile, we are stuck on earth in the Middle Ages, going to our poisonous mosques every Friday, reciting the same chapters and the same stories of Muhammad. We have, why haven't all of these books and teachings led to any scientific, technological, or medieval advancements? Uh, he does address the ones that were made in the past. 1,400 years of us stuck debating which is the correct sect, what is the correct interpretation, who is a real Muslim, who is a Kafar. How can we convince people to become Muslims? Why on earth would anyone want to become Muslim today? They are scared of us, they are laughing at us, they are worried about us. Delete Israel and the West from the world, and we would still be as ignorant as we are. We would still be stabbing each other. Stop blaming them and look at yourselves instead. The enemy is not out there. The enemy is within. So uh, I've used up a lot of time on the Dixon James podcast. I'm, I'm questioning why I'm doing this, but when I read it today, it moved me and touched me, and I was glad, and I thought, this is somebody who uh, you, you can look up and decide whether this person has any credibility but this is this is an issue if, we, if you're talking about looking into the future looking into all science fiction and looking to you know star wars and all these other things no no what the battles are happening here on earth now and there are people who have views that they believe everybody should follow or there'll be no peace and they will do this to their death and to the death of thousands and thousands of other people um, often in horrific ways. So, yeah, Israel's doing the same right now with the bombing and saying, oh, we're doing our best to avoid killing people. But you can't just sort of, sort of, say, oh, well, let's forget the Muslims will only focus on Israel. And I'm afraid a lot of the world is trying to do that. And they are winning the war right now as far as, as, far as uh, who are the bad guys. Well, clearly it's Israel, but uh, it's not just Israel. Thank you very much. Scarborough Dude signing off from this park, feeling a little uh, a little uncomfortable about all this, but I, I, I you know, hey, I, I think I'm the bigger, to me, the biggest discomfort is how much people are sort of hedging their bets or holding back or being politically correct or not willing to take a risk or always having to see, well, yeah, but on the other hand, and never really stating what they're thinking or feeling. And me personally... I, I'm alarmed at, uh, at people who still believe in a stupid fucking God. All right? Yeah, there's my atheist side coming through. If you still believe in a stupid fucking God, I, I, I have pity for you, and I think this is a sickness that, that's got to be eradicated. There it is. There I've said it. There's the anger. How can you believe this nonsense, this bullshit, this crap? Science. Science. Listen to people, the very people you would like to kill. Listen to them. They have brains. They think. Okay, we'll just keep that on in the background. One of my favorite Beatles songs, um, listening to it now, I think back to around the time of uh, Let It Be and Abbey Road, well, all of them, Sgt. Pepper. We were high all the time listening to that music and putting on that vinyl. You had just toked up some hash. 
And you're hearing the Beatles like they are talking to me or to us, really. There was a sense of us. And these were our gurus. I know I've said that many times, but I, I, I can't repeat it enough because it's, it's so different from somebody who discovers the Beatles later, later in life. Um, for us, it was all part of that, that wave, that movement, that uh, a togetherness. And just to, you know, each of those songs. And especially, I guess there's a lot on Let It Be of... of uh, just, yeah, 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 I get it, I get it, I get it. Thank you, thank you for the messages. But uh, anyway, uh, here we are back in the present time, not high, but sitting in Thompson Park once again. I've just done a large loop. I, there's an extended loop I take, which takes me through the dog park area. And uh, it's raining and it's cold, and so one one loop was enough for today. Glad I did it. I had an early appointment, a 10 a.m. Um, ultrasound and that's when you lie down expose your belly and they uh, put some lotion on you and and hold up this stethoscope like thing and measure hook you up to this computer there's not there's nothing very very simple process and it measures the uh, the i guess the diameter of your arteries and you know the coming from your heart to the parts of your body and that report goes to my heart specialist and uh, I'll see him for all of the visits or five minutes. I step in. He goes over the results. Said, oh, everything looks okay. Tells me the numbers. Um, and basically that's it. And I'm out the door. And today's, from the time of my arrival, parking the car and getting back in and exiting, was about 10 minutes. Like, it was amazing. I, I mean, I know where the building is, Medical Arts Building, right beside Scarborough General Hospital. Uh, boy, you know, wow, okay, we're done. Thank you. So anyway, uh, here we are now and uh, in the park, and I wanted to um, uh, just, you know, continue on with this uh, this episode. I came to the conclusion I was not going to include the previous tape that you will have just heard because I've changed my mind, and yes, I'm including There's nothing wrong with it. I had to test it. I, I didn't want to seem I was lecturing. Uh, I guess I wasn't at all. But I, I listened as I took my walk around the park and thought, no, this, this does say what I want to say. And he says it in a nice way, and it's coming from somebody who has been of the faith, maybe an atheist now, probably is. Oh, my goodness. There's a, now I have a new walker. It's a woman dressed up like it's Halloween, and she's dancing which is nice. I mean, she's in the rain. She's got several layers, like sweaters and fringes and a dress and boots and waistbands. And she is just dancing up a storm as she's walking. I assume it's a she. Uh, boy, oh boy. Well covered up, but quite <laughs> quite happy. But I'm not so sure of uh, whether that is male or female. It doesn't really matter. And I, you know, now that I think of it, I may have seen this person once before because I came to the same conclusion. I don't know. And again, you know, what business is it of, is it of mine uh, other than the fact that I'm trying to describe somebody? And when I say female and now think, mm, maybe not. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's a happy person right now. Happy in their own little world. That's they there. We'll just leave it at that. Some people live in their own little world and this person seems quite happy in theirs. Rain or shine. All right. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm including that as as you've heard. And, uh, I, I don't think there's anything offensive in there, but a lot of people, oh, you're such an Islamophobe. And this is the whole point. This person was saying, Hey, it's time to stop. Anytime somebody says something against Islam, they're an Islamophobe, they're a racist, they're this, they're that. And it shuts down discussion and people get afraid to state an opinion about what I think of that stupid fucking religion, for example, you know? And I would say the same about Hasidic Jews or the Christian right fucking fundamentalists supporting goddamn fucking stupid big ass Trump. Still, God damn it, you stupid people. So I, I, I'm just putting ignorance across the board. But for some people, it's, yeah, well, what do you know about it? Well, I lived two years in Nigeria. I saw the difference between the mainly Christian and perhaps animist or very superstitious South and the North, which is all, almost all Oslo, and the, and the few 
Christian enclaves that exist there and villages and so on, or the traders who are, you know, Igbo who've come up north, whatever, their lives are at risk. Um, and I've, I've seen the fighting between the various groups. I have seen an image I'll never get out of my mind, a large group of men uh, choosing to pray in front of the one building that's not armed, they don't have guards, or there might be a, a, a night guard uh, and one dog, where the Christian Christian nuns live, the ones who ran the hospital and the school and did absolutely wonderful things for the, uh, the villages where I lived, um, especially Sister Bernadette running the hospital, free for anybody who didn't have money, expensive if you were an expat and had the money, or your company did. Um, and, you know, the church and the school, which did an absolutely wonderful job of trying to raise high standards for the, the girls at St. Angela's Girls Grammar School. Um, but this was a show of force. This was to show we are here, and we are strong, and we are blocking this main road to town, and we are just showing you how many of us there are. It was an ab- It was an absolutely... I'd call it a very threatening act. Uh, There was no other reason to be praying right there opposite the home where the nuns were living, the, you know, uh, clearly unarmed and and defenseless uh, women, uh, the few of them that were there, and across from the the girls' school, too. Um, Okay, so that and, you know, other things that I saw, you know, just images of a, a boy sitting in the mud, uh, memorizing the Quran, parts of the Quran, and anything he got wrong, it would just be a, a knock on the head by the master. You know that that's that's not education. That's uh, that's <laughs> rule by force and power and, and brutishness. Uh, anyway, anyway, so I have seen those things, and they have impacted my my view of the world. Um. All right, so let's move on from there. Um, outrage gets shot shot down. There, there's outrage on social media when somebody posts something somebody doesn't like. And if you are a public official, a nurse or doctor or teacher or principal, whatever, and you make the mistake of maybe appearing to come out on the side of Israel or maybe seen as an Islamophobic comment, you are going to be called for it. There will be voices raised uh, against you. And I'm not, I'm not going to go through all the um, uh, examples right now, but it's just current. I think the last one was a, a doctor in uh, Hamilton. And um, it was posted, it was, was, I suppose, Jewish by background, had just visited Israel the day of the attack and managed to get out and uh, knew what had happened and was alarmed and was alarmed at the pro-Palestinian demonstrations and and was foolish enough to make a comment on LinkedIn. I'm telling you the story anyway. Um, Saying these people, you know, anybody in favor of uh, these acts, these pro-Palestinians should be uh, sent home. And, of course, she's since retracted, apologized any number of times, but very likely this person will be demoted or lose their job or or whatever. They are blacklisted from, you know, maybe getting another post anywhere else for stating an opinion in the heat of the moment. And and this this alarms me uh, that people, it's, it's, it's like a scare. Okay, you dared to state an opinion which... which a large number of people don't agree with, and we are going to just shut you down because it, it was done on a, on a site where everybody could see, and even though it was probably gone within a day. Uh, and this, this, there are countless examples of that, and it, it is, again, this fear of doing things like I just did. Hey, here's something I, I agree with, and I want to share it, uh, but I have nothing to lose. You know, nobody's going to come after me. Um, and... You know, hey, I mean, when I was working, I was very careful to keep Scarborough dude and his opinions about dope and getting drunk uh, separate from 
the Ken, who was responsible for 30 young ladies coming to Canada every summer. So I understand why people, you know, have to play it safe. But it does sometimes shut down discussion, you know. Or And, and I guess the point I, I, I keep coming back to, sometimes you have to say something. You have to express it before you know whether you, that's actually what you believe or not. Like you can express something and, and, and then think, well, wait a minute. Do I really? Is that really? And if you keep everything, keep a lid on everything, you're more likely to hold on to bias and prejudice and hatred and anger and everything else that is better to let out, you know? And, and so anyway, that's the point I wanted to make. Uh, and maybe there, there are so few listeners here as you're probably saying, hey, Ken, I already know that. So uh, I don't know who I'm really reaching out to on this. Okay, um, here's a here's a good story. I made another nice meal for my wife. Well, the last one I didn't ma- make, I bought, but it, it was the right decision to do. It was a, a blowout for her for our anniversary. <coughs> but she was back at work. And Monday's always the hardest day. She's really tired after the weekend off, and uh, so I looked up a recipe and I found. Uh, Shrimp scampi with linguine. And I've never done, I've never even cooked shrimp, you know. Um, and so it was. It turned out really, really nice. And my, my, my son really enjoyed it. He didn't get his till 1130 at night. Uh, but it was the frozen shrimp. And then the fun of, okay, defrost them in cold water for 10, 15 minutes and put them in the fridge. And then you got to peel these suckers. You know, they're already beheaded. And it seemed like the shell on the back, I think the spine, which is the um, the digestive tract, gets taken out. And to do that, you sort of split open the back. But they're not shelled and the tail is still on. So then there's a nice job of having fun kind of peeling these suckers. And it was a big bag of uh, large size. And so peeling all of those and then setting them aside and doing salt and pepper on those and then... Get some garlic and some shallots, all cut up, chopped, minced and diced. You know, I had to look up those terms. Okay, how small is minced? Ooh, smaller than diced. <laughs> and cook those in butter and uh, virgin or olive oil. I don't what's the extreme olive oil, you know, uh, virgin olive oil. I don't know, um, but good olive oil. Um, and then, you know, later, then later on, add the, and you cook, meanwhile, you cook the linguine and drain it. And anyway, then in the end, everything gets all mixed together and you serve it up. Oh, I get a lot of white wine put in on that because that makes up the sauce. So instead of having like a normal, I'm usually doing a, a meat sauce. Here we are with, uh, a sauce with just uh, white wine and, uh, butter and olive oil. And it was very tasty. I was very pleased with it. So there you are, something good that I've done. I think I'm going to end it there. I think that's it. I've, I've, um, I don't think there's much more I can add. Those are all I have in terms of notes. I just want to, uh, yeah, leave it at that note. So Scarborough dude, going to uh, go home and uh, have some lunch. Bye for now. Uh, yeah, I'm just just adding a uh, P.S. Pulled into the churchyard so that I could uh, add this thought. Really, there was a point I I neglected to make in the uh, last comment, and it was that what bothers me a lot is the outrage expressed on social media. The number of people who pile on to shut somebody down. I'm um, we'll go back to uh, J.K. Rowling and whatever you know for expressing an opinion that wasn't popular. That outrage far outweighs, and in this case, in in terms of the war, the atrocities committed, the horror that happened a month ago when Hamas went in and attacked a lot of young people at a music festival out there for a day of peace and love, um, the horror of all of that, like, out of the blue, totally unexpected, caught off guard. I mean, of course, you're going to blame Netanyahu. And this isn't to excuse Israel's continual bombing and revenge that's going on now. I want an end to that. I want a a stop, a ceasefire. Uh, And I'm glad to see protests in the street around the world of people saying, stop this now, stop the war, stop the fighting. Um, I want to see that amped up, you know, in in uh, over the Ukraine war as well against Russia. But 
I mean, meaning protest against Russia for the war in Ukraine. But the idea that somehow that something somebody posted in the heat of the moment or in anger or whatever, expressing their true opinion, is worse than the brutal horror committed by people in the name of their fucking religion and, and this is, we're doing, you know, the will of Allah or whatever in Israel to defend our right to live, whatever, the actual horror, the comments seem to be getting more weight than the actual horror that's being committed. And and that's just wrong. It's just wrong. All right. I, maybe I've made a mess of that, but I needed to add on this PS. All right. Bye. Ding, ding, ding. All righty. Boys and girls, I'm probably going to wrap up this episode right now. It's uh, 4 p.m. I'm in Thompson Park, and uh, I'm sitting on a bench, probably the only bench in the whole park, that's facing directly at the setting sun. And it's lovely. It's just beating down on my face. And, I, you know, it's one of those getting on for winter days when the weather's kind of unpredictable. It might start off rainy, you never know. But every once in a while, the... Uh, sky will clear and you get sunshine and uh, that's always what I'm after. Absolutely love it. And especially now with all the leaves on the ground, it's nice. So I've had an extended walk. I um, tell myself as often as possible, get out there and get a walk, even if it's just, you know, 30, 40 minutes, that's enough. Uh, with my walker, of course. Um, so few things to catch up on. Today was an errand day. I had to, I wanted to print out another list for keeping track of all the eye drops I have to take. And what was so nice, I had made a spreadsheet um, for my right eye. So all I had to do is take that and change the dates. And of course, I remembered how you do that. Oh, an autom- automatic fill, you know, change the start date to, uh, what was it, November 13th, and then just autofill increments by one. Bam, it's done. So I've got a month, you know, with all... Nicely lined little boxes where I just put my check mark after I've done it. Because sometimes, you know, you forget, gee, did I take them yet? So anyway, that was productive, all right? And what was also nice is I know how to use the machines, the copiers. The dirty part is the, um, at Staples, the default is always set for color. And if you don't check, if you don't go through everything, you're just going to pay a few cents extra for the color page instead of, no, it's black and white, man. So uh, anyway, did that, and I was in and out in just a couple of minutes, and then headed to order my eye drops for my left eye, and I can pick those up tomorrow. And then meanwhile, they're moving, these little shoppers, and they had a shelf of all kinds of things for a dollar, like the things that you'd normally, you know, if you want to go camping, I just need a little thing of shampoo. Well, it's five bucks. Yeah, but eh, it's just small, easy to carry. Well, all of those were reduced for a dollar, so I got... A really good razor. I got Pepto Bismol. I got uh, probably Tums. I got um, oh shampoo and uh, you know a lint roller. All kinds of stuff. Well, eleven items in total. <laughs> anyway, I was happy. That was a little bonus to uh, to the day. That felt good. And um, anyway, got here. And do you remember earlier on I was talking about, you know, I look for signs of getting old at 75, okay. Because to me, now 80 sounds old. 75, okay, you're still in your 70s, you're fine. And I've done this every decade. But now the, the threshold for me is 80. Once you're 80, you're, you're just old and you need help with everything. Uh, that's what I'm thinking anyway. I hope it's not true, but uh, anyway. So I was talking about, you know, losing my uh, earbuds and checking the pockets everywhere and so on. So today, I was um, I put in, I had got my earbuds ready because I knew I'd be recording from here, and then fished through the black bag where I stored the ones that got lost and pulled them out. The ones that I thought I had lost, they were in the bag all along, because I keep, like, junk. I keep, like, extra papers. I got what, What's this paper? Oh, that's the church in Chambly where my parents would have attended. You know, from when I visited Sylvain and his family. 
well, why do you still have, why are you carrying that around? And there was so much junk in there that no matter how many times I went through the bag, I never pulled out the lost earbuds. So now I've got two pairs because I just told you the story about finding the other one in the road truck. And anyway, so I mean, it's a good news story, except for the, the, the downside is that, hey, stupid, you checked your coat pockets half a dozen times. Why didn't you just dump out this bag and you would have found them all right from the start, from the first day you thought you lost them? Anyway, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. That's just another sign of... Um, I guess, basically, I'm telling you all this because all of you, anybody who's still listening, and there are fewer and fewer, and that's okay because, hey, who's got an hour every week uh, to, to spend? Um, those of you who are younger, this is what's coming. It's going to happen to you. You know, different stages, different times that may be starting already. Just sort of doing stupid things, you know. Losing something and, and looking everywhere, including the fridge, knowing it would never be in there. But I'm going to check anyway, just in case. So anyway, all right. So put that aside. Um, what did I have to share with you today? Well, my eyesight. Uh, I will have the eye, second eye done on Tuesday. And I really didn't understand any of this from the beginning, other than my I, my optometrist, who I respect and like, saying, well, you, you're eventually going to have to have cataracts. You, you've got them, and you should have those removed. And then being sold this bill of, hey, well, guess what? You're never going to need glasses again. Well, and then they add, you know, you might need them for your computer, but otherwise, no, you're going to have 20-20 vision when we finish with you. And I, I kind of just went along with everything without really doing the research or, you know, we just, you know, all right, all right. So the total cost has been um, $1,160. $700 for the laser eye measurement, which is an outrageous price. And then two other charges of uh, $230 at the hospital for the actual lens and surgery and so on, whatever. So 1200 bucks almost. And then... What I'm finding when I went to the library yesterday and when I, you know, try to read things and I'm seeing sort of double and it's blurry, things that used to be clear and easy for me, um, yeah, I will need new glasses. And not only that, it's going to maybe be more inconvenient because while I'm driving my car, great, 20-20 vision, I can see, wow, I don't need glasses except well, I'll probably need sunglasses now, the old ones automatically tinted. I know I've said this, but I'm... Just It's just registering with me now, this inconvenience. Now that I can't see, like I'm in a store and I just, yeah, it's a little harder to read the, the label on that thing. I'm going to have to be carrying a pair of glasses around. The thing is, the glasses I had, I could do everything with. I could drive. They worked as sunglasses. I could read. I could see mid-range computer range because they were they were transitions. They were transitions and graduated lenses, whatever. They worked perfectly. If I could just have had the the um, cataracts removed and just kept those old glasses, I would have been happy and I would have saved a whole lot of money. So here I am, you know, and, and everybody's telling me that the surgeons especially who are making the money with their private offices, hey, no, we're doing you a favor, buddy. So Nalco says, listen, down the road you're going to be happy. But I'm just right now just questioning this entire process uh, and how the decision was made or maybe kind of sort of pushed on me a little bit. So anyway, that's it. I know it sounds like I'm grumbling and hey... So I'll reserve judgment finally until I've seen my optometrist again, probably in about a month or so. Yeah, a month, I guess. And she'll sort of do the, all the eye tests and I'll find out what is it I really need and when am I going to have to use them. Uh, maybe this will correct itself a little bit now. It's just sort of blurry. Um, so we'll see after the second surgery. All right, park that. You've heard enough about my eyes, but hey, again, it's... Fits in with the theme. Why are you listening to an old guy anyway? Well, he's talking about being old and the things that happen. Uh, today, I was very pleased to hear uh, Prime Minister, uh, Premier of Quebec, Monsieur Legault, and Trudeau condemning any violence in Canada to do with events happening elsewhere in the world, in particular Palestine, Israel, uh, Palestine, the the and Israel. 
um, and that battle because last night there was a scuffle at Sir George Williams University. Uh, no, sorry, Concordia, my old university, which was Sir George Williams. And it just got to be a, a shoving match and uh, somebody was arrested for pushing a security guard. Two groups just sort of converged on each other and it got out of hand and it started to, to push. And, and understandable, there would be a lot of pro-Palestinians and pro-Israelis, uh, you know, in a Montreal uh, of all cities, of course. At a, but people were saying, hey, it's a university. You're supposed to be able to have discussions uh, without this. That's the same place that did have a race riot. Um, so I'm not surprised something happened, but I was really glad at how they spoke out. But I think it was... Uh, they were forced to speak out because I believe it sounded like shots were fired at a Jewish school, gunshots, um, and that is unacceptable. And I think the message is very clear. This is not Canada. This is not what we do in Canada. This is not how we solve things. And I think the issue is, uh, maybe I mentioned it already, that, wow, uh, the fact that India is charging Canada for Canada, you know, supporting separ- terrorist separation and so on, and these issues that are happening in other countries, because Canada is made up of all the groups all over the world, tensions will rise, and uh, it's very important to keep a lid on it. So, all right. Anyway, it was good that the uh, that Trudeau really stating clearly with the French Premier, or the Premier of Quebec, this is not acceptable, this is not the Canadian way. All right, moving on. I watched Nova last night. Instead of watching Survivor... I switched over to a couple of shows, and one of them was... I'm watching one on Dictators, and that has been so interesting. Last night it was, oh, the horror of uh, Franco and the Spanish Dictator, and before that, of course, Mussolini, and uh, I don't know who's next. A very interesting show called The Dictator's Playbook. You know, how they get control. What do you have to watch for? And believe me, that makes me think of Donald Trump. Uh, But anyway... um, then on came Nova, and Nova was a very interesting show called China's Tech Boom, and the advanced use of 5G, which uh, Huawei here has decided Canada and the United States are not going to accept it because they would have total control over all of our communication systems. Uh, but how advanced and how quickly, and of course they did say quite clearly, hey, they've they've stolen some of this stuff. Um China is saying we don't have the the uh, the Steve Jobs and the people who are you know thinkers of their own. America still succeeds in producing these these visionaries, and we don't have them. But meanwhile, working as teams, they can perfect all these other processes, and it's very interesting because it's very much right. Yeah, this is what Japan was doing. Uh, what thirty, forty, fifty years ago. And everybody, you know, was beginning to get afraid of Japan. Oh, my God, look look at how they're doing it. Uh, but China has had the foresight to be disciplined. It's easier when you have a, a more or less a, a, a government that has full control over everything. Um, but they've invested so heavily in Africa, and Africa will be indebted to them uh, for a very long time. And they will have, you know, all these services, all the train system, all the communication, everything else. While uh, while Europe and America ignored Africa, China went in there. So it's kind of interesting. They talked about the training people working for these uh, corp- large corporations now using uh, high tech and, and so on. And how it's very much run along the lines of a military and it showed them exercising before work and the team discipline. And you think, wow. This is what Japan was doing too. So I think they've they've learned not just from America, where they've taken some information, but also from uh, Japan and how they were so organized that, that if you can do this process, how can you make it just a little better? And you got a team of engineers together, and well, you can make that a little thinner. You can make this a little. So they were they were finding all kinds of uh, amazing. So anyway, it was a very interesting thing. Um, one of the things that was a little frightening was that 80% of the components for solar panels uh, come from China. So the rest of the world, I don't know. I, I think the conclusion uh, on Nova was, gee, if, if only we could all play together. It was a, it's amazing what humankind could do if we weren't sort of... Uh, you know, sabotaging each other and and fighting and uh, refusing to cooperate. Um, 
So, there we go. All right, I don't know why I had to tell you all that, but uh, other than that, it's good to watch shows that are educational, I guess. Um, you know, I think that's about it. I don't think I have anything else to say. I, I know I do have a few more minutes left on this thing, so I, I think I'm just going to stop there. And uh, it's a day I've salvaged. You know, sometimes I feel, well, Ken, you don't have to do anything today. You're old, you're retired. It's okay to go up and have a nap after lunch with your cat on the pillow beside you. That's really nice. Enjoy it. Do it. Don't feel guilty. But uh, I also feel very good when I do force myself to get out. Uh, that's why I'm so glad I kept the Toyota, so I can get out and get around and uh, and do a few things. So uh, there you go. Now I've got to think about supper. What can I... I've, I've done supper every day this week for Naoko. And uh, so today I'm just tempted to just go and buy a chicken. Buy a chicken. All right. Scarborough Dude, signing off. Bye for now. Check, check, checking in, checking in from uh, Rosetta McLean Park. Yes, once again, back here. Uh, it's 11.15 on uh, Friday morning. I've uh, just dropped uh, dropped John Meadows off at uh, Warden Station after we had our coffee together at my local Tim's. Always a good chat with John, chance to catch up, and uh, especially I enjoy talking politics with him. I respect his opinion. Like I said, mentioned before. Anyway, uh, here we are. I knew the plan was to, all right, drop them off there and then uh, find my way here, this little park off Kingston Road, in search of the perfect bench, and I found it. Uh, quiet, but in the bright sunshine. It is so lovely when you get into fall and you've got a crisp day, you need your windbreaker. But the sun is beating down on you and leaves all around at your feet. Uh, it's a lovely, lovely park. Anyway, don't have much time left, uh, if my math is correct. I may end this um, podcast with a song which may take me over the 60-minute mark, but uh, that's up for you. So I'll just warn you, if it's longer than 60 minutes, that means I've added a song. I've got my, or had my earbuds in, the missing earbuds. <clears throat> listening to my very old um, iPhone on shuffle, the one where I keep the music, <clears throat> it just gives me so much pleasure to hear my old songs. Uh, just, and one after another. And again, it just, it's one of those things that it gives you immediate, in the now, in the present, pleasure and joy and satisfaction even. that You've collected all these songs and it's my personal library. So these are songs that I'm going to enjoy. And because there are so many, it's going to be full of surprises. So, I don't know. How can I even share that with you? Other than to say, I hope that during the course of your day, whatever you're doing, you find these moments of beyond just surviving, but actually feeling a little bit of joy and happiness. Because that's so important in this uh, in this <laughs> strange thing, being you know the life of a human. My God, I'm going to stay away from anything ugly today. I don't think I even have any notes, so uh, that's probably a good thing. Um, <laughs> or is it? Yeah, I do that because uh, Shane and Tom like my yeah. Uh, do overdo visit the winter? I don't know. I, you know, maybe even December is a possibility. I'll wait. You know, it, it has to be the right time because I u- usually stay with uh, Shoren. That would be Shane and Lauren. And uh, no trip to Windsor is complete without a, a night at the uh, Fog Lounge. So that's something. Or yeah, maybe it'll be uh, January. Uh, my buddy Bruce, the fellow I too often argue with, but we've, we've entered a new long-term truce right now, and uh, he's arriving in Toronto next week. So after I've recovered from the, the eye surgery and feel safe enough to go outside uh, and get around on the public transit, we'll probably meet up for a beer somewhere, and chances are it'll be the only cafe. Yeah, so... That's news. That's what's going to be happening in the world. 
what has happened? Well, I don't know. You, you get you get you get through each day. I'm loving this new game called Connections, where you've got sixteen words for yeah, and you have to match up them in groups of four that have a connection somehow. And it could be anything. The last one I did, it was the names of podcasts. Well, you you know, I mean, I got... And, and it'll tell you. You got three out of four right, but you're still off wrong. And you've only got four chances to get all of them. And it is tricky. Uh, so you got to nail that first one. Okay, now now I've only got 12, and i got to find... Of those 12, i got to find four that fit in. And they're, they're very cleverly done, and it does make you think outside the box. So uh, that's it. Um, which reminds you, I got to send that to John because I just told him about it, and he said, "Oh, that sounds like fun." John keeps himself busy creatively. John does photography for local theater groups. Uh, he showed me a picture today; it was just phenomenal. Of course, it had theater lighting, but he just got the expressions just right, all done digitally for their promotion of their plays and performances. Is involved in a music group, and is doing his, uh, you know. The November thing when you have to write whatever, how many thousand words uh, and finish a story and he's working on that. So John is a very creative person and I admire that in him. And, um, he, you know, now that he's had his buyout package from the big corporation that he worked for, he's uh, he makes good use of his free time. And that's a wonderful thing. And, uh, again, that's something I'd wish on all of you because, I mean, everybody's doing something different and sometimes you're just exhausted from work and there's not much time left over other than to veg in front of the TV. Uh, I certainly do my share of that. Um, having great fun. You know, watching. I, I go to Turner Classic Movies and say, oh, I haven't seen that. That sounds interesting. And uh, it gives me, I mean, it's passive enjoyment. And then, of course, you immediately Google, okay, who was in that? What was it? What was the reviews? How was it received uh, when it first came out? Uh, last night was this crazy one called uh, All the Marbles with our good friend Columbo, uh Peter Falk, uh, leading a, a women's <laughs> tag team wrestling group. Uh, you know, a bit of uh, eroticism in there as the ladies end up fighting in mud, you know, completely degrade. No, we're not going to do that. You're not going to degrade us. They wanted to be stars in the final matches in Reno against their arch enemies. Uh, it was uh, entertaining. It was definitely entertaining and something I had never seen or even heard of from 1982. Of course, that was the time. My excuse is, yeah, well, I was out of the country. I missed an awful lot of what was going on in North American culture. But uh, great entertainment, that's just an example. Ah, yeah. So, two minutes. I could use this song just to put this in an end here. Um, I know I'm reviewing continually the fact that uh, this is just a hard listen for people. You know, that dude... Couldn't you just make a, a short thing and just put it out? And maybe when I reach a thousand episodes, I'll either quit entirely or just start doing something new. Like, all right, here, I'm just going to put out something when I feel like it and, and go. So I, I don't know the future. It was never my goal to reach a thousand, but now that I'm at, this is what, 970? I'm that close. Of course I'm going to get there. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, and every time I reach one of these... Uh, What's the term? Not a landmark, but a, not a hallmark. But anyway, every time I reach a certain number, I say, okay, that's it. That's the end. Um, but it never is. So who knows? I, I guess I have to convince myself as I sit in the garden feeling the sunshine. Why is it important to do this? It's I'm filling in the time. I'm I'm marking the time. Like I'm right now, I close my eyes and I tilt my head back and I feel the sun beaming down my face and it gives me joy and happiness. And why is it that I have to say it out loud? Why do I have to? It, it's not that I'm even speaking to anybody in particular here. I'm just doing it. And and I guess for a certain kind of people, for other podcasters, I mean, the healthy ones, I think, are the ones who do it in groups and talk together and share things. 
and they're doing something. But for us soloists, it's just a different vegetable altogether. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm not sure the meaning or the need behind it, but it is satisfying. I'll go home and I'll put all this together in, uh, in uh, let's see, audio program there and put it out today and, and feel good. I did something, and maybe that's maybe that's a big part of it for me, just to say I, I did something with this week, and uh, I've completed something. Maybe that's it, amongst other things. I don't know. doesn't really matter, but I know I've, uh, I've used up my nine minutes. So it's going to be the Scarborough Dude signing off. And uh, for those of you who do listen, thank you. Uh, and those of you who have given up on me, I certainly understand that all too well. And those of you who are lagging behind are still listening, but hey, it just, you know, hey, it just takes a long time to find the time to catch up. Well, good for you. Thank you. Scarborough Dude signing off from Rosetta McLean Park on a beautiful fall day and uh, feeling overall pretty damn good. Feeling pretty damn good. Thank you. Bye for now. A ding a ling ling. Uh, yeah, forgive me, but uh, <laughs> I have to add a PS to this podcast, so I'm going to go over time. I'm sorry, but uh, <sighs> when I was uh, sitting basking in the sun, I found a spot right on the edge. I'm up on a cliff overlooking Lake Ontario, and I found a spot where there's a clearing, and you could just feel the sun beating down on your face and the reflection in the water. It's just absolutely beautiful. And I sat there, earbuds in, and uh, just really enjoying the music and the, the view and the feeling of warmth, you know, just what I've been talking about. And uh, a young man came by and stood there with his camera taking some pictures, and I kind of ignored it. I didn't want to be taken out of my world. Uh, and then I saw him go and leave and sit on a bench, and I started, I'm going to make a second loop around the park. And part way, I got very close to where he was sitting, and something told me, Ken, take out your earbuds and go and talk to that man. Like, you you have to talk to that stranger, who was, you know, clearly on his own. And I just spent the last 15 minutes talking to my new friend, Faisal. Uh, born in Pakistan, grew up in Saudi Arabia, and has only been in Canada a few days. Um, student at uh, Seneca and... Uh, We'll be working in construction and, and just a very, very polite young man who speaks Urdu, of course, and uh, Arabic and English. And I talked to him about Canada. He, 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 asked, he asked questions, like, what do you think of Canada? And he said, I love Canada. I hear bad things about Canada, but I don't know why I love Canada. And so I gave him my version of Canada and explained multiculturalism and hope and taught him the word I taught all my students, tolerance and uh, learning to get along and the hope from the artists and music. And uh, and it was, it was a very pleasant, maybe you might think a little one-sided, but believe me, Faisal was very, very grateful to have this older gentleman talking to him. And I was so glad my inner self, that core that I often talk about, that inner voice, said, Ken, go talk to that man. And it wasn't to be a busybody or, or, you know, make myself look good, although, of course, I did come across as a very nice old man. Um, but just to, yeah, bring something into his day. And he was clearly, clearly very happy. And he's only been here a few days and was very, very encouraged by our conversation. And, and, uh, and I just had to share that. I mean, that just sort of added something on top of the day that was meaningful and was very meaningful for him. And I, I said, welcome, and I hope you stay. Canada needs you. And I could tell, you know, and I, and I guess maybe that, that this is the counterbalance to how this podcast began when I was talking about all the things wrong with Islam. I did not bring up, the word Islam did not come up in our conversation. It was not necessary. Um... It just was 
you know, I, I just need people to know I might have something against, and I do, clearly, hardcore fanatics of any ideology, um, in particular religion. But when it comes to treating people as individuals, I'm open to anyone. And, and I, I just need that to be clear, because I think it's very easy to judge somebody and think you're going to hate all these people because of their religion, and, and that's, that was not the case at all. This was a person who I judged his character to be a very, very nice young man. Uh, and I knew from his manners and his way of speaking. All right, I'll end on that note. Maybe just I'm doing this to make myself feel better. I don't know. As if I needed to. Scarborough Dude, signing off once again from uh, Rosetta McLean Park. Bye-bye.